The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. You know, I've interviewed actor Tim Matheson a few times now, and there might not be a nicer guy in the business, and he's still probably best known for playing Eric Otter Stratton in National Lampoon's Animal House. He's also been nominated for two primetime Emmys as the vice president on West Wing. He started out as a child actor and was able to reinvent himself and has stayed very busy for decades. Now he returns for the fourth season of Virgin River on Netflix. And I've got Tim Matheson on the line right now in Los Angeles. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Welcome back to the show. And I'm so glad you're back for season four of Virgin River on Netflix. you got to love it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, we, it, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten to be such a, a family uh, of the actors and the crew. And so uh, it's a treat. It's such a treat. There, to us, Virgin River is a real place, and it's um, it's wonderful. And, you know, they announced they were doing picking us up for two seasons, four and five. So we're now getting ready to start season five when season four premieres. So um, nice. We're we're thrilled, and and we're just so grateful to the audience reception. You play Doc Mullins, and you know every actor that I've talked to who has played a doctor, they say you've got to get and take great care to get the procedures and the jargon down, or it's just not going to work, right? Oh gosh, yeah. those are, you know, those can be the toughest scenes and some of the funniest because I, I know you know I work with Alex Breckenridge who plays Mel Monroe, my yeah. partner, nurse practitioner, and. We, we work really hard to get that stuff. And then we have a, a nurse who coaches us. And, and, and But, you know, sometimes the words, the, the, the diseases or the medicine or the conditions, I don't say them quite right. And I, I crack uh, Mel up. I mean, Alex up yeah. considerable times because I, I, or I'll do something wrong or get something wrong. Um, <laughs> but um, we, we, we work very hard to get that stuff right. Uh, your character, like a lot of the characters on the show, for people who don't know, it's it's almost like you've moved to this town to kind of get in touch with your humanity, right? Yeah, you know what? Very well said. I think I think that's sort of the theme of the show is that the people in this idyllic community up in Humboldt County, Northern California, and all its beauty have sort of come there for redemption or to pull their lives back together because they've suffered some trauma or upset or, or failure in their life. But, and, and they just want to try and get their head together. And um, it shows also, what is, I think, one of the great things about living in a smaller town is they take care of each other. You know, people take care of each other. And that's why my character, Dr. Mullins, got away from a big job at a Seattle hospital. He was running a department there and, and just wanted to get back to treating patients one-on-one and so he chose quality of life over a career and moved back to Virgin River and um, set up a clinic and, and you know and, and deals with the people and the patients are his friends as well you know and you got to work with the great actress Annette O'Toole who I love and I think you've known her for a long time yes absolutely I mean uh, when I was coming up to Vancouver to shoot the first season 
I get to the airport and I'm walking towards the gate and, and all of a sudden I hear, Tim, Tim, and it's Annette and she's going, hope, oh my God. And <laughs> we had, I think before I did Animal House, they did a TV episode called uh, Class of 65 and it was an episode about um, a girl and a guy who uh, are married, who just gotten married. She has a rather a, a sordid past where she was maybe promiscuous, but Nobody knew about it, and he didn't know about it. And it's like, you know, how do they deal with that once it, it comes out in the open? And and then he did an HBO special together, a, a play called The Best Legs in the Eighth Grade. So I've known Annette for gosh, forty years, and so it's 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 been really easy to work with her, and and to you know, we we have just a lot of similarities in, in history in our lives together. So it's just one of those. Wonderful coincidence. Um, Tim, looking back, was Leave it to Beaver one of the first things you did as a kid, actor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I was probably 14, I think. And and I looked very young, so, I, I, you know, I, I could play 12, and I guess old Beaver was. But it was, yeah, that, and I thought I'd really arrived when I, you know, I, mean, I had done some stuff before that, but all of a sudden, uh, I'm, I've got like two days on a Leave it to Beaver episode, and thought, Wow, this is the big time, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I even went to a party at Jerry, Jerry Jerry Mather's house, who played Beaver, and I thought it's a Hollywood party, man. This is. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, we've talked about this before, but uh, some people might not know that you were the voice of Johnny Quest. Hanna-Barbera took pretty good care of you, didn't they? You you had a couple of different roles with them. I did a bunch of stuff. You know, it was, I, I've been a kid actor and done you know, all those those episodes, but yeah, I was, I was a working actor at Journeyman. I wasn't like a kid star, you know, and then all of a sudden I got into this voice work doing Johnny Quest and... and Sinbad Jr. and Young Samson, yeah. and it was su- such a lesson in to how to be professional and prepare, and because I have to work with all the great actors, Mel Blanc, Don Messick, and June Foray, wow. Dawes Butler, and, and these people did all these incredible voices in all the incredible cartoons, and Mel Blanc was the voice of almost every character in Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, you know what I mean? Uh, it was amazing to work with them, and, and they just taught me a lot about professionalism. And, you know, that there are many, many facets to this career that, that I wasn't aware of. You were so excellent as the vice president on West Wing. Did, did some fans in real life think you're kind of a bad guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was it was funny because, you know, we all knew the backstory when we were shooting it, and uh, I, I, you know, politicians bump into each other and have, you know, Issues, but usually you're just you're diplomatic and polite about it. And and I, you know, uh, when the show became such a resounding hit the yeah. first year, I remember walking down the street. People were saying, "Oh yeah, we well, you know, play vice. I love your show. I love your show. Why are you so mean to them? Why are you such a prick?" <laughs> yeah, and it was like, "Hey, hey I'm not, he's not a bad guy. I'm just, you know, this is the way politics are." It's, you got to use your elbows, you know. I mean, it's the and and but you know, um, Martin Sheen's character was so idealized, and, and as as all of those characters were, we, um, you know, he was the president we all wish we had. And, and, yeah. Uh, so so I was sort of the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know you. 
at one point you're taking uh, improv at the Groundlings and you see this Animal House script. Was that the best script you had seen up until that point? Because what what writers they had? Oh my God, uh, Doug Kenny, Harold Ramis later became you know a great director, Caddyshack and, and, and others, and, and it it was the, the I'd never seen a script like that, and I love the National Lampoon magazine. And so it captured that spirit of just risky comedy. And, and so coming, coming out, and, and I was looking to change my career up. You know, I, I'd done a bunch of Westerns from the Virginia to Bonanza to the right. West. And, then I, and I didn't, didn't much like the characters I was being asked to play, some nice guy, boyfriend. This, you know, it was very bland and boring. So I took this improv course for a year with the Bradleys, saw this part. In, in Animal House, come up, begged, cajoled, and, and bargained to get an audition. They didn't. They didn't want me to come in. and think I was right for the part, and got in there. And there was Peter Rieger, who's an improv actor too. So we just hit it off, you know. And it, it, it came across in the audition like we were brothers because we finish each other's sentence and, and you know uh, set each other up for jokes. And it was it was just a, a happy circumstance that worked out like it did because it was my first comedy. Um, and that launched a different, another section of my career, you know. So it's like, it's it's nuts. You never know what's going to turn a corner for you. So many things in your career that have been great. And look for Tim in season four of Virgin River. It starts July 20th on Netflix. Tim, stay well. It's always great to talk to you. Wonderful to talk to you, Tim. Thank you so much. Pretty interesting to mention that in real life, Tim's mom campaigned for John Kennedy when Tim was a kid, and later in life, Tim would play Ronald Reagan in the movie Killing Reagan. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.